Hello, loreheads, and welcome to the League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. And my name's Mark. And today we're talking about The Righteous Kale, who was released February 21st, 2009. God, so many old people in a row. Right. Right. <laughs> Did we accidentally like stumble into the like the senior citizens ward of <laughs> <Yes>. Runeterra? <laughs> which They're which I guess is just and the K shit. section. <laughs> yeah, honestly, right? Anyway, file them away under K. Yeah, Kale really is an old lady. She's another timeless champ. We haven't had one of these in a while, I feel like. Has it been a little bit? Yeah, at least this one wasn't yeah. like in like first breath of creation. No, old, no, but, but she's still like, over a thousand years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's bring chicken, I guess. <laughs> what I find funny is that in her old lore, they even talk about her like being tens of thousands <laughs> of years old. Oh man, <laughs> they really like it. I don't know. It's their favesies. <laughs> she's an original beta champion. Like she's one of the true OG seventeen. Yeah. Um, oh, her and Morgana wow. are both. Yeah. I think they might be the first. I think they're the first like siblings in. In I would bet they are the first official siblings, which is really funny because I think they were the last ones I realized were siblings. I knew before <laughs> I read the Kale lore, but not a lot before I read the Kale lore. <laughs> <laughs> I think Garen and Lux were the first I knew of officially. Yeah, mm. yeah, they're they're our our first our first official siblings, our <laughs> fraternal twins. Yeah, didn't they have? Do you remember? I think it was it season two world, season three, where Riot did a lot of like these prints of um, uh, kind of people who were uh, rivals. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Wasn't yeah. Kalen Morgana one of them? Yeah, I think Kalen so. Morgana was one yeah. of them. I think at that point mm-hmm. they had, they may have had Diana Leona. Um, mm. And there that was, sounds familiar. Yeah. Oh uh, God, what was what was? Was it Ringo Kazix? Was that the third Ring- one? Ringo Kazix. I feel like there was another one too that I'm maybe not Darius pulling right now. Mm, yeah, I'll have to think about it. But but yeah, those were they were that was a pretty hype poster. It was pretty cool. I can kind yeah. of picture it. <laughs> right, it's like a vague sort of form in your brain. Like, yeah, I kind of remember. Yeah. The thing is, you can just fill in the blanks because you know the characters. That's you know, true. That's, that's the thing. Fair. Visually, they're very good as opposites of each other. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well. On the universe page, Kale has a bio and two short stories. And also, I don't always... They are often uh, some old concept art, but for some reason, Kale's was kind of funny looking to me. So I wanted to bring it up. (laughs) It wasn't like uh, as real funny looking, but... Yeah, the old old concept art, which sometimes shows up, is a very... It's very stylized, I guess I would say. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be like even... I don't even think it's like bad per se. No, 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 no. It's just very stylized. And I think... I suspect it's all done by that... Uh, that Edmundo guy, who Mundo is named after. Oh. Um, yeah, because he has a very specific sort of style. And it's mm-hmm. interesting seeing it compared to like what we look at in Splash Arts now, because they're so different, you know? Yeah. Especially Kale got a rework and everything. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Which is good. It's a good rework. Yeah, I don't. Re- the truth is, I don't remember what her. You said her original ult did something that's not what it does now. Is that right? Yeah, your old ult used to be eye for an eye. What is that? Bas- I don't. I don't know. I- Basically, it would just any damage she took, it would deal that damage in a big AOE around her. Oh, interesting. That sounds very Galio esque. <laughs> just interesting. Yeah, or like a, a big Grammys type thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, mm. But yeah, they, they they fixed that before. <laughs> I think technically, because that was like her, her beta. It might have been 
before official release, or maybe she had an official release for a little while. My theory is that it was in the middle of the Journal of Justice for reasons that I will talk about a little bit later. (laughs) Is that what that was about? I think (laughs) that's Interesting. I'm left in the dark too, listener. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There'll be a fun little thing that we'll hit on. (laughs) (laughs) So stay tuned. Uh, do we want to do impressions now? Is that what we normally do? Oh my god, I... Ooh. Why do I always forget this You always every forget, time? and I always have two quotes, and you rarely choose one of my quotes, but... <laughs> but this, that's when I, I don't play Kale. I don't think I've ever heard her in my life. I'm like just hearing karma, think, but <laughs> I think that's it. I mean, you're not really far off. I, I mean, no? I think it's an interest... It's I prefer almost that you don't listen, because I think it's a good like judge of a character's like design, that you can look at him and say... You know, Brom probably sounds something like this. You know what I mean? Okay. Or Kayla sounds like this. But, um, God, what, what does she sound like? She doesn't have a terribly strong voice. I don't Did you want to do the second quote that you wrote down there, John? Sure. Well, I was just like, it seemed like one that you wanted to do. <laughs> Even though it would be kind of fun to do it in what I'm trying to imagine Kyle sounds like. <laughs> but you can have that one. I could do the top one. All right. Now, all right. Uh, there is no right. And there is wrong all right you, there is right and there is wrong <laughs> there is right and there is wrong all else is rationalization all right kale <laughs> that was my kale impression <laughs> kale, kale is through with herself halfway through her own quotes apparently <laughs> she, she doesn't remember what she wants to say she's the michael scott of runeterra <laughs> Yeah, well, um, all right, so what else do a kale impression? How close was I? It was super close. <laughs> the first half was actually pretty good. I was I was going to say, wow, you really nailed it out the box, and then it just the wheels fell the fuck off. But, you know. <laughs> I was just kind of confused by the quote, because I didn't read it beforehand, <laughs> which is my mistake. <laughs> but I saw the word yordle um, in the second one, and that made me read it. So, hmm. Evil fears only fire. And yordles, because what even are they? <laughs> we just don't know. <laughs> um, but she sounds like, uh, when justice bends, it breaks. Okay, she's very, okay. She's very severe. Mm. Which she makes seems sense, like she would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he wants to take us All through right. some Kale Bio by yeah. Rayla Hyde. I guess I'll do it, because I suspect she's got a shit ton of AU content. Is that a good assumption? That is a good assumption. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll, sit, I'll spare you. Um, there's a lot of names on this, too, so, you know, we buckle up. We can skip up, them, I, I think. Guess I'll, well, this, Some we'll, of we'll them are important, but... All right, all right. Yeah. Um, it's not terrible. So, it like starts Morgana. out in Targon. <laughs> Morgana, yeah, that's a, I guess that's an important one. It uh, starts out in Targon. Uh, Kale's starts actually with Kale's mother and father. They are kind. Of, they decide to ascend Targon's peak because this is during the Rune War. So we already know that it's a long fucking time ago. And her mother's name is Mahira, and her father's name is Killam. <laughs> Killam. <laughs> wait, wait. Is that how you pronounce that name? It's Killam. Killam. I don't know. That was, I like I read Killam. It, that's that's pretty funny. Out. I didn't. If you can't Helium or Curium, <laughs> Killam. <laughs> so it's Heimerdinger. Okay, we're getting the deep lore. Oh man! But th- those are her parents. Her parents, and while they ascend, their mother is pregnant with both Kayla and Morgana, their sisters. In case anyone didn't know that, and <laughs> their mother is chosen as the host for the aspect of justice. And 
because it's the Rune Wars, I guess the the mom is very busy fighting off injustice. <laughs> And so her talks about her father starting to fear her divinity, but also just the, I guess the danger of the people she's fighting. And so he eventually absconds with Kale and Morgana going to this across the sea to this land that is essentially proto Demacia. Um, so kind of like it's early foundational parts. And as they're growing up, uh, Kale does it says it doesn't, she doesn't really remember her mother, but believes that laws exist to keep people safe. And it's art. It says that, it says that, but then it also says that she argues constantly with the people who run the whole place about their laws. Hmm. Maybe just saying that they're not doing it well. I don't know. And uh, but she does feel my laws are right specifically, <laughs> which I guess would be on book. But I wish I would like more details because to me that seems kind of to run contrary to saying imagine, like, oh, you really believe in laws, you know? Imagine you're running this like town, and this fucking shitty eleven year old comes up to you, and they're like, "Here are my laws. They're better than yours." <laughs> Candy every night. <laughs> you know, I would actually or love death. to see that taken seriously. Right? I would like to see that taken seriously because I guess one of my complaints about this is that I don't have any con- understanding of what Kale and Morgana is, are like as kids or their kind of upbringing. It's very yeah. like you get one this one sentence. Um, yeah, I would love yeah. to see that conversation. Anyway, uh, so so what happens? So Kale and Morgana are growing up. There, it talks about their temperaments are very opposite. And when they're teenagers, their mother, Mahira's sword, suddenly crashes to Earth, and Kale, and it splits in two. And Kale takes one half, and Morgana takes the other. And Kale feels this connection to her mother and kind of takes it as a sign to follow her example. And so they eventually sort of become these, these blessed winged protectors of proto-Demacia. And they're symbols of light and truth, and everyone reveres them. Kale, you know, does that by fighting a bunch of battles. She forms this order called the Judicators, and they kind of, dr- you know, very draconian... Uh, enforcing laws and things like that and there's kind of a schism between Kale and Morgana Morgana wants to like rehabilitate people and Kale kind of allows her to do it even though Kale's followers don't like it and it comes to a head when Kale's protege a guy named Ronus uh, attempts to imprison Morgana and Kale returns from somewhere doesn't specify and finds that like when he went to go arrest Morgana He's dead, and the city's in fucking chaos. It's like that bit from uh, Community. Um, <laughs> it comes up with a piece. She comes back with the pizzas, and the place is just fucked. <laughs> and so Kale kind of just flies into a blind rage and starts is like going to cleanse the city with holy fire. And Morgana goes to stop Kale, and they're kind of this epic battles happening in the sky. And suddenly, their dad just dies during the rioting, or as a result of it all. And uh, that kind of stops them. And Morgana is like, oh, cradling him in her arms, and Kale. Uh, kind of determines to not let mortal emotions sway her and flies up and away to Targon to um, like find her mom and connect with her mom and like get pure raw celestial clarity. And now centuries have gone by and uh, Kale is like a legend in Demacia and has influenced a lot of Demacian culture and why they're such um, uh, Johnny Do-Goods. I don't know. <laughs> Stuff like that. And yet they hate magic, and Kale was magical. Because they also mentioned that a lot of people in Demacia want her to come back, and I'm like, do you? But she has yeah. sanctified magic. Oh, I'm sorry. You see. It's pure, clean magic. <laughs> yes, it's the difference between <laughs> clerical magic and sorcerer Shut magic. Up, nerd. <laughs> clerical magic. <laughs> yeah. So what I struggled with with this, um, I know this isn't Morgana's bio, but I genuinely could not understand why Kale and Morgana didn't get along. <laughs> it's just like, wait, so what's going on? What does Morgana say? They have opposite opinions, but then I don't really get what those opinions are. 
basically just boils down to Morgana believes that if someone breaks the law, they should have the chance to rehabilitate themselves okay. to, as like a way of redemption. Like, Agreed. oh, I'm better now. <laughs> and Kale thinks you broke the law and you're going to get punished now. So okay. if you broke the law in a certain way, say like murder, like she's very eye for an eye. No matter what okay. crime you did, that's the punishment you're going to get. And rehabilitation is not on the table. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is the conflict and there's a, there's a dearth of ideas and discussions you can have. I mean, whole, you know, wondrous works are made about that very idea, right? Mm-hmm. Or those like different perspectives on justice. But I think the big issue to me is that there's like no, there's no like character at the core of it to like explore those ideas with, right? Like, um, you know, I can't think of a good example off the top of my head, but maybe Darius, for example, Darius had like a, a an actual character and through him we interacted with and and he's like a vector into Noxian kind of philosophy, right? And with Kale, like I think there needs to be a lot more of a character to really drive those interactions with these ideas. It's like they really like this theme and these ideas, um, but like that was kind of the extent of it, almost. Yeah, I I agree. That's a that's a good idea. With Darius, like you understand very quickly why he sides with Noxus and why he feels the way he does, and then why he starts to maybe have conflict with that later in his life after some things happen whereas Kale and Morgana are supposedly raised exactly the same but they have very different ideas of justice which is very interesting these two people are these like goddesses of justice or whatever and they want to handle it different ways but why do they have such opposing views of justice (laughs) what happened to them what happened to Kale that made her want this eye for an eye and what you know where is Morgana at that she has more sympathy I guess yeah yeah i think there's vagaries i think it's it's a shame too because there's a there were some really interesting little situations you could explore with like the relationship between her dad and her mom what's it like to have a wife who suddenly is now a fucking aspect of justice it reminds me of like that karma story where someone kind of had that happen sort of with karma right um what was their kind of got this was it like the spider-man feel or like the superman feel even where like (laughs) It seemed like as soon as she became the aspect, then the people who started to fight her were the enemies that she attracted became progressively stronger and stronger <laughs> as a way of like, oh, I'll, I can take on an aspect. So it was kind of the whole uh, theory behind like, oh, well, would would Gotham be better without Batman? Mm. Because the criminals are only coming to fuck with Batman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, you get a little bit more of it in Morgana's bio where it talks about a little bit more of what the dad is kind of like. It seems like maybe that relationship a bit stronger with Morgana and mm. uh, kill them all. But um, uh, what was I trying to say? I think the, the issue is I still want that from Kale. And like you said, I want to understand like what what's it like growing up in that situation and how did it develop these characters a little bit? Like just little snippets, you know? Um, also, we don't really know anything about like her parents. We don't know anything about like Ronus. And the, the, these are characters who like have really do things that are really impactful to the plot. Is kind of yes. my complaint. Like I don't know anything of what about what Ronus's deal is. You know. Yeah, yeah. Their parents are really crucial, and I think Kale being more like her mom and Morgana being more like her dad could be an explanation for why they are that way. But from what we see, Kale barely knew her mom, didn't even know her mom. So I I won't buy that she just take took after her mom. You know, naturally, that's not how that works. <laughs> And I think, like, for, for something like Ronus, too, especially... Who was the, Ronus again? I'm so sorry. Ronus was the one who tried to arrest Oh, Morgana. right, right, right. Sorry. 
but like, oh yeah who the fuck was that guy i didn't even care for, for <laughs> someone who is such an inc- who's responsible for such an inciting incident mm-hmm. that created the rift between these two it should have been more than like a sentence description in a morgana bio dedicated to him <laughs> yeah right and then he like, went we're... after and she tried to restrain him but killed him oh. um i think he needs his own yeah, story I mean... like that whole situation <laughs> needs its own story yeah yeah I, I completely agree i think it's like we're we're left to just like guess as to what's the relationship between kale and ronas you know i don't know like protege can mean so many things is he getting her fucking coffees you know like is it, are they just work buddies she gets pissed off so i assume my first thought is romantic but who knows right we don't know and then likewise in morgana's yeah she it kind of paints us as like oh she kind of accidentally killed him but even then we're still kind of guessing like we don't know how much she was able to not kill him like was a complete fuck up you know who knows right and i think that ties into one of one of what i think my biggest issues with kale is and it's that through her stories she is not a nuanced character at all she's very one note and through a lot of her quotes she's very one note but some of her quotes add a kind of a layer that we don't see anywhere else except for the um author amas that they did on reddit where people would ask them questions like hey could you answer this question about reworked Morgana and Kale, and they would answer. And in those AMAs, they added a ton of nuance to the character that just is not present in their stories. Like, none of the stuff that they were saying is reflected, and I would love for it to be, because the version that they had in their head of Kale and Morgana sounds way fucking cooler <laughs> than what we get in the Kale and Morgana stories. And like those are the those are the stories I want to hear. Like I want them to tell those stories in something that's not a Reddit AMA. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I agree on, on like all counts. Right, I agree with what you're saying about the VO. I enjoyed the voice the VO. It is very one note, like you said, but it's one note in like a a good way where it seems like there was more of a decision made around Kale is bad. We're not going to attempt, you know, such like a nuance of like, oh, it's just different perspectives. It's like, no, Kale comes off very, you know, wrong, I would argue. But in a way that's kind of fun, like uh, I was getting like Warhammer 40K, Imperium of Man vibes, you know, like burn the heretic, like playing the bad guy a little. It can be fun, you know, in that way of like feeling like like a religious zealot. I don't know. I think th- that can be a fun thing to kind of um, embody. And then, like you said, there's like affectations between her and Morgana that hint a little bit to it, more of a deeper and more interesting relationship than I think is what depicted. And I feel the exact same way, too, about the AMA stuff where I was reading through it. There's a lot of it and you can get a lot of answers on a lot of things that maybe better contextualize what's going on with all this. But like in my mind, that's all kind of that's like half true because we never know when Riot will tell a story and half of that AMA is no longer accurate. Right. right. It's just tenuous at best yeah you know, it reminds me of like bard in that way yeah especially when they start bringing on more people to be writers they don't know those amas exist necessarily that's like what happened with a lot of stuff with rengar right it's like they had no idea that like yeah. some things were confirmed and why would they they're not gonna google reddit kale posts <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and i think <laughs> a lot of those answers i could be wrong you know i i read through them but i also started like i could feel the data not not getting written to the hard drive when i was getting <laughs> to the end of those um 
but yeah, I mean, you know, it's the thing is, I think a lot of those answers, some of them are kind of to little finery details. It's like, it's fun to know as trivia, but in terms of defining the character, it's like, who cares? We'll just probably jettison these and make something that's maybe a little more, uh, a little more focused and uh, hopefully would be like a more well-defined character from it, I guess I feel like. Right. Like it was, it was kind of like half clarification questions, half fun trivia. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I guess, you know, I get it. They're just kind of hanging out doing an AMA. I'm not like holding them to the, oh, yeah. you know, to some sort of major standard, you know. And it's yeah. great. Like, I like that they did it. Like, it's a cool idea to do and like to answer questions. And because, I mean, some of the questions I could ask, like, obviously they don't make a ton of sense to include in a story. Like, what is Kale's favorite food? That doesn't need to be in a story, <laughs> Jack's authors. But, um, <laughs> and Kaisa authors. Come on now. <laughs> Um, but, you know, it's just a fun bit of trivia to have. But a lot of the other stuff that was asked, like, yeah, we should, it should have probably been told somewhere because it it's pretty important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the vagaries are a big issue that I have with this. I think, I know we just talked about the bio, but I think that they kind of, the thing is, we, none of this stuff gets addressed in the other stories, I really feel like. We get a little bit more in that, that poem, I guess I would say, and cross-referencing with Morgana's bio a bit. But for the most part, it's a lot of, feels like a lot of kind of holes and then also i there were like little bits of the writing that to me struck kind of awkward like um it talks about like when they're first born and then their personalities it says like kale was as bright as morgana was dark and to me that's like a nothing sentence because it's like i don't know what you mean by these terms yeah um, it's like really... morgana like casts in shadow immediately like i can picture morgana but did she just <laughs> pop that out of her mama quick. looking like that like, <laughs> like, oh, look like a little baby vex <laughs> But, um, and then, like, it's like, okay, even if we define those and you're just trying, we get the idea of, oh, they're opposites, you're still just telling me. You're not, like, it's not driven through character action at all. Like, they don't do things as kids to show, like, oh, I like this and I like this and we're different. Mm -hmm. You just kind of told me, you know? Yeah. Right. And I think, like, a lot of the bios are big on telling Telling, instead of showing. And a lot of the times the short stories that follow up fill in those blanks. But, man, we don't. We don't get that in our short stories this week, folks. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's maybe the issue. Like, these things would be more forgivable if we had follow-up, you know? But it kind of stands very stark, like, oh, I don't know. I'm just being told all these things about these characters. Um, That being said, do we want to dig into the the story then? Yeah, although, um, what's their mother's name again? Mihira, I think. Mihira. I just wanted to comment on, in general, like, what a dope core to the story. Is this fucking woman... Climbs Mount Targon, pregnant, pregnant with, with twins. twins. <laughs> Baddest bitch. Jar- no, not Jarvan. Pantheon, I don't give a fuck how many times you climb, climb Mount Targon. You are not growing uh, twins in your body when you did it, son. <laughs> and then she gives birth. Did, where did she give birth? Was it on Mount Targon? I think, yeah, I think it was said it was under the under the light of the, the celestial sun. That's so stars, cool. Yeah. Man, what a birth, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then the kids That's have one. like a connection to the ascension power that's all very yeah. cool yeah. half celestials yeah yeah yeah. there's just no um character here really which will make it stronger which give us a, a connection but anyway the short Exa- stories yeah <laughs> i would sorry as the big... reintroduction of their mom because it's i mean oh my god her not, mom she's not confirmed dead like there's some event no, that yeah. made the sword there but like they did specifically say in the ama never trust an off-screen death um, so <laughs> i would love to see her yeah. pop up again yeah 
Yeah, I, I think that's that's part of almost my frustration with it is that there are these real. That's what I was trying to say. There's like there's very interesting relationships. What's it like to be the the, the child of an aspect? You know, all these fucking things that you could really dig into and get really cool characters out of. Um, I mean, but God. unfortunately, it's not really capitalized on. It feels like I'm like theory crafting here, but what I would love to see is for Kale to meet one Pantheon. Or not Pantheon. I want Kale to meet Atreus <laughs> so that he can take step one of like disenchanting her from mm. the aspects. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, this sucks. They just <laughs> fucking took over my goddamn brain. Like, this was awful. <laughs> and then to meet her mom again, if her mom is like super, su- like even stricter than her, because she's kind of implied that she has her doubts about what she's doing too and she's really just trying to push that shit down so she doesn't have to think about it um again additional context it's not really given in the stories <laughs> but like see, <laughs> seeing a more extreme version of herself that might also on top of atreus being like oh shit maybe aspects do suck fuck what have i been doing <laughs> you think of like a pageant mom type situation with her mom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's really a dance mall. <laughs> yeah, dance like um, like that's a great that would be a great angle to take with it. Frankly, you know, have it be give them a bit more of a relationship bet- before they leave. You know, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm all aboard that fucking train because that sounds great to me. I- I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah. So, anywho, first story is in the fires of justice again by Rayla Hyde. Yeah, yeah. So this one is being told kind of about a Demacian soldier. His name is Abris or Ebri, you know, if you're feeling that. But uh, he's <laughs> feeling Francais. <laughs> hey, it is Demacia. They got the Laurents and all the, you know. So maybe, maybe it is Abri. Anyway, Abri is visiting the Temple of the Protector, aka Kale, because Abri is about to go into battle tomorrow, and he is feeling like he's having like a crisis of conscience. Um, ooh, I kind of slurred that. Um, <laughs> but it's right before the battle. He's, it's like his first one we see. And um, he's kind of asking this question of an illuminator, which are a kind of religious order in Demacia. Like, how am I better than the barbarians who are invading our lands? How can I say I'm you know, all just and righteous if I'm spilling their blood? So the illuminator starts telling a story. And the story is about this cruel king who, you know, led his people to be impoverished. And he gathers everyone up and he declares, I'm the law. And then also old people don't get any food and we're going to start killing them immediately. <laughs> oh um, my God. So he starts and then Kale kind of just like appears, you know, apparates at such injustice and she judges the king and, you know, kills him even though he's like, blagu- he's begging for forgiveness, you know, pleading to like, don't kill me. I'm, I was sorry. I did wrong. And wrong kind of, sister, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. And Kale's kind of like, oh, you know, no one's above the law, blah, blah, blah. And it also sparks a fire that's, spreads across the land and scorches out all the king's followers and so the illuminator explains that the barbarians are are lawless and and so i guess that's why what he's doing is just and abri is inspired and goes off to go kill him some fucking barbarians man he's all about that life i did not care for this story that much either hashtag justice It's also worth I, um, mentioning that in the flame that killed all the king's followers, it does specifically mention that it also killed all of his servants, which seems oh like a God. bummer. <laughs> mm, I, maybe it means like willing, ser- like someone who is serving his interests, you know, like when you say like, ooh, his dark mm. servants, that type of thing. I not think like it was like, just like his cook. <laughs> well, because one, I mean, one of her quotes does specifically say that complicity is worse than guilt. <laughs> so That's true. I mean, it could very well just be her uh, servants that weren't willing to die to fight against him, like which is a true. rough line to draw. A little bit, Kale. I mean, 
I'm fine Which, with I mean, that because I'm fine with character too. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Kale as that kind of over the like not over the top, but has gone into full on villainy. Which I think again, you're you're talking about her her quotes. It's like that's more of how I think she's depicted, and I think it's it's like that's a more solid like stand for a character. It's like yeah, I'm wrong, <laughs> right? And the writer knows I'm wrong. You know what I mean? This feels um, like we talk about first time D and D characters a lot. This feels like someone's first time paladin <laughs> right. a little bit. Like they're like, I know that they're religious and justice, so they take it like way too far. It's the paladin who <laughs> you have like you have a chaotic neutral person in your party and the paladin consistently tries to kill them yes. for doing things. <laughs> and it's so yeah, tiring. I was kind of, I mean, I was talking with Sarah about this, and I, I definitely use the phrase "baby's first lawful good." Like, like <laughs> is there kind of like the basic that, yeah. moral conundrums that you come into with this very concept? It's, it's like we need to kind of progress past some of this to like, or, or you know, to have her just be evil, and that's you know more. That's also fun, I guess. My yeah. issue with this, first and foremost, was that it feels like the soldier's question isn't even directly addressed by the story, right? Like, <laughs> it, it, the, it, the, it is the answer to me is like. The, uh... <laughs> No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you know. It is implied that the Illuminator is very old. It, it, this could just be default response just to ramble. whenever anyone asks her anything at all. <laughs> like Grandpa Simpson just rambling. <laughs> just like, whatever. Yes, yeah, she killed the kingdom, Grandpa. Go back inside. <laughs> but he's inspired by it. He takes, like, it's written as if, like, oh, he heard this. is like, I get it now. I understand. <laughs> but to me, that story doesn't address his question. And I feel like his question has got like a, re- like my reasonable answer would be like, well, they're coming to invade our shit and kill our people and take our stuff. So you're defending yourself. That's the difference, right? Next, you know, go make an offer. Right. Um, but the story is like, well, this king was really lawless and said he was like above the law. So Kale came and fucking killed him. Um, and those barbarians don't have laws, so there you go. It's like it, even that to me doesn't quite track. It's a real right? thin connection, yeah. It's a really that's that's where the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. The other thing that struck me about this story, and sorry to bring this up. Oh no! If 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 Kale's like, oh, this one king somewhere is like gonna kill some of his folks for being old, and that is injustice enough. For her to pop out of nothingness and slay him. <laughs> the fuck, Kale? Like, there's a ruination happening here. There are mage seekers murdering your people. Like, where the fuck are you? It's even said in the AMA. Someone asked, like, would she agree with what Demacia is doing? And they were like, no. She w- Where the fuck are you, Kale? <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's another big question that's begged by th- that whole idea, right? Is like... What, when is it enough, right, to to have you come down from high on? Now, I will say about this, because, like you said, it's a very old person telling a very old story. We can almost kind of see this as, like, this is not literal, right? This is more... Mm. I, I think an interesting read on this is the idea of, like, this is the, the like the battle between her and Morgana, almost. Because it talks about her in the bio wanting to cleanse that city in holy fire. And here, there's that same sort of fire imagery going on. And so maybe that's the way they kind of taken that story and turned it into something that makes Kale look like the good person. Like, oh, mm. don't worry, all that holy fire, it just cleansed out everyone who was shitty and everyone who yes. survived. Thumbs up. You know, it's like a little bit of a... Uh, oh, God, what's the word? I've completely lost it from Christian mythology. What is it? Or theology, sorry. Um, uh, I, I can't remember the name of it. It's where everyone gets rapture. Oh. You know, kind of a rapture situation where, like, everyone left alive is, you know, it's not good. a sinner. <laughs> John, yeah. by the way, you know where Kale is. She's busy fighting. 
in the League of Legends. <laughs> She's being enslaved in the League of Legends. <laughs> the, the summoners have her. Actually, I think last yeah. last we hear of her, She's technically in Targon Prime, which is a place that this is kind of the first we're we're hearing of Targon Prime in I think is it the, like the Amazon Prime that we've talked about so far. <laughs> it is almost like Amazon Prime in that it has the same last name. Thank so you. they're they're related. They are kin. You send a raven to Targon Prime and then they overnight it. <laughs> These are good jokes. I, I am liking it. It is cracking me Thanks, up, Mark. I will admit. But yeah, that's mostly it for the story. I don't know if I have much else to say. I, I don't I like yeah. the actual like moment to moment writing of it. Like the description of the, the temple itself in particular is pretty cool. Um it's just like the story and stuff that's happening to me don't make a lot of sense. Um also that whole like story, like you normally expect with the kind of like Aesop fable type thing, there's like a really there's like a punch at the end. There's kind of like something that really sticks at home, and like you get it. You don't have to be told the moral because it's obvious. And with this, it just kind of ends. And I was like, I don't get what this is trying to tell me. Like, yeah, that king was a dick. <laughs> I don't know, man. Don't so. be a dick, and don't be a servant of a person who's a dick either, because you'll still get hurt. even to feed your family <laughs> with no choices. Yeah, yeah. So. So there's there's one other thing on the universe page, uh, which I don't know if we mentioned, but the Canticle of the Winged Sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, like so this is framed as like a... Oh, is this by Graham McNeil? Yeah. Okay. Oh. I forgot to write down the by on this one. Interesting. Hmm. I don't oh. know if poetry is his, 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 his beat that I could be... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck do I know, right? But it is framed as a lost epic poem. Um, supposedly lost in like the Crown Guard family, like I don't know, vault or somewhere, yeah. some building of theirs. Um, funny enough, and it's essentially just kind of telling the story of Kale and Morgana. There are like a few details that show up here that don't show up elsewhere. The two big ones are there is a battle at a Demacian city called Zephira, and Kale goes out to meet like the main force, and Morgana stops a kind of surprise attack happening, and. You know, Kale in a time of need is abandoned by Morgana, who is busy protecting the inner, like the the people of the city from this surprise attack, and that sort of starts the rift between them. I guess, like Morgana says, "Oh, Kale was willing to give these people up," and Kale's like, "Oh, Morgana didn't come help me." I, it's a little bit harder to extrapolate <laughs> Kale's perspective, I think. Um, and the other big one is at Silvermere. Kale has this guilty individual, and she's who is begging for forgiveness. And Kale's about to execute him, and Morgana stops her. You know, throws up the old black shield on him, and uh, kind of begs Kale, like, "Hey, spare him." And, and Kale, despite all of her followers saying, like, you know, give him the thumbs down, relents and lets Morgana kind of, I don't know, re- redeem this guy in some way. Aside from that, it's pretty much the smoke we already know. I think. Mm. Yeah, we do right. find out that Kale can apparently see. What hides in the hearts of people? Oh, mm. creepy! It's implied, at least. Uh, so she so knows you, everyone's fetish. I kind of feel like she would be better at her job than <laughs> she ends up Ouch. being. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, like I said, it's all—it's framed as like this kind of epic poetry. So there's a lot of like, there's not there's not a lot of like boots on the ground, literal like description of what's happening. It's it's pretty a little a little more vague, I guess. But that's interesting—an interesting idea. Um, I would like to see if that is the case. It kind of come into play a bit more. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's fine, I guess. Yeah. It could, it could be an interesting piece if there was a lot more and this was just like a little frosty on top, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, technically, she's in 
or she appears at least by name in a few other stories. Okay. Uh, the first one is mm-hmm. Fragile Legacies, which is like a kind of newer one by uh, Dana Lurie Shaw, which takes place during the eulogy of Sona's adopted father, who had been killed in battle and was kind of a, an advisor to Jarvan the Third. And uh, Jarvan the Third says, "By the blades of the winged protectors," which I think there are, there are several kind of places where we find that the story of the sisters over time has probably been lost by a lot of people or warped to the point where Kale is kind of the people that people remember as like, oh, this is the protector of Demacia. Not a whole lot of people probably remember that it was like a pair of sisters that actually protected Demacia a lot. So I thought this was kind of an interesting quote that Jarvin III seems to be referring to the both of them as opposed to just the Kale. Mm. Sure. I mean, we could see that almost as like kind of speaking to what we know about J3, which is that he's probably a little more um, forgiving than his son. Um, yeah. That would be a fun yeah. thing to play around with more, <laughs> you know? And contrast that with the despoiler of Havenfall, where our boy who we know doesn't end up surviving that story <laughs> at one point calls out... Uh, he actually, so he steals a horse and then says, protector, forgive me. It just, protector is kind of what they just refer to Kale as, which, mm. again, wrong sister, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the punishment if it's an eye for an eye, if you steal someone's horse? They get to ride you around for like a day. <laughs> That was so much better than I... No, I wasn't thinking sexually. I meant, like, he got saddled. (laughs) Put the little thing in with the... I don't know anything about horse riding. And bridle. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Never ridden a horse. I'm not rich. Grab his pommel. You know what I mean? I rode a horse. Wow. (laughs) Fancy. Into battle. Honey, no. Yeah, so that's... That's where she shows up. Uh, yeah. Anything else to say before I hop into some old lore? Um, we. I guess if you're really interested in it, I would say like Morgana's bio gives a little bit more insight, like into their dad. It gives a little more insight, like we talked about, into the situation with Ronus. Um, there's a bit of a disconnect between how the wings show up there, which I just find a little funny because they did these both at the same time, and they still like this still seems like a little bit of a fuck up. Um. <laughs> There's also one other thing is that an idea that shows up with Kale a lot in her VO and kind of at the end of the bio is this idea of, and also in the summary sentence about her, um, is this idea of her being like disillusioned with like mortal failings and emotion and trying to shed that mortality and kind of become a true full ascended, um, which could be really interesting, uh, especially in the face of Pantheon. That would be a great thing to have clash, those two ideas. But it, again... It's not communicated at all in the stories. Like it's, it's a, a single sentence at the end, and beyond that, I have no idea. Like why Kale really thinks that or feels that way. I think you could explain. Like I can imagine, but I, I would like the story to tell me why she thinks that. Is kind of my thought. Yeah. So that's about it. Yeah. I think. All right. So her old bio, unsurprisingly, not very long. <laughs> uh Many ages ago, in the distant heavens, Kale, a free-spirited archangel of fire, had challenged the rigid principles of the High Order. In the Holy Regiment, orders are to be faithfully followed. Questioning them is synonymous with mutiny. 
Kale was an elite warrior with a keen control of fire and potent holy links, but she struggled to suppress her renegade spirit and lust for understanding. She had grown weary of executing mission after mission on faith instead of reason. She knew in her heart that she fought for good, but she was sick of following orders without understanding, without understanding them. Why? she finally asked. Why not strike them harder and end this war now and forever? And in an instant, she was engulfed in a searing flash of light, followed by complete darkness as she lost consciousness. She came to, face down, in the damp green fields of Valoran, slowly realizing that her world had been turned upside down forever. I thought you were going to say in the damp green fields of justice. <laughs> That's what I thought you was going to say, too. They you did don't... rework her second, uh, her second bio does incorporate the fields of justice yeah that was the, the oldest one i read was that one where her people have been fighting on a different like dimension for ten thousand years and she got so morgana got like summoned over to runeterra and so kale kind of came after and um and now she's like indentured to like work in the league for a thousand years or some crazy shit i don't know um oh, i will say though wild. i really i really like the idea of that old bio of like um imagine we kind of just tweak that a little bit and like kale like becomes this full aspect and then questions like like what is hey what does it mean to be like the aspect of justice and like how do we define that and like that's a whole can of worms and then immediately just losing it and 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 then that mm-hmm. giving her the drive to want to like I, I i fucked up i shouldn't have questioned it i want to go be that again right like i don't know do it right that to me is interesting <laughs> i don't know yeah it'd be good it's fun to take like the inspiration from the old lore, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. There's no mention of Morgana at all, even though they were sisters then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Riot was going to drop a hot lore bomb on everybody. Oh, and then maybe just said, Fuck it was like it. We'll a surprise reveal. It was like Vi and Jinx. Yeah. They were like, oh, who knows? Now, she's also in three issues of the Journal of Justice. Oh, that's so few now. I know, After right? Katarina. Uh, so, issue 10, she's actually mentioned in two Mailbag of Justice questions. Honey, you didn't, you didn't say the your final Mailbag of Justice <laughs> questions. You. Wow, you really exaggerated at that time. That was great. You're welcome. <laughs> now, the first one is, why do champions who are enemies work together again? What? They answered this question several times, apparently, <laughs> but this one has a different answer for some reason. They kept getting mail about this. Uh, so this time, the answer was, when champions join the league, they agree to play nice, basically. <laughs> they sign a little contract. <laughs> they literally... Imagine yes. some of the champions we've seen so far, like fucking Brand. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're besties now. Like, no, Carthus. Like it... <laughs> right? It's like written in crown. It's like beef... <laughs> Beef wins. Check yes or no. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and I like the idea, like, if they're not getting along, be like, you agreed to be friends for this. <laughs> Barney's going to come and take you away. Go to the timeout chair. Mm. <laughs> Another thing I particularly liked about this question is that it was a great time capsule because the person then went on to say... Oh. Why do I occasionally see those sisters making such great lane partners together if they want to kill each other? <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck yeah, Was Kale bought for a bit? Yeah. Back, Who the fuck knows, when, man? You know, I, I remember, you know, before them metas were established, mm. really. 
used to have eighty carries mid used to be the way to go. Mm-hmm. They put like a mage bot lane oh. with a with a support. Interesting. Top yeah. lane was whoever fucking anything goes. Whoever wrote top into chat, and then even then, you got three <laughs> guys show up there. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Now the second question was <laughs> whether the league has enough champ. Oh, God. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Does the league have enough champions yet that we can stop ripping unwilling people from their home worlds to fight in the league? <laughs> Um, oh, and a fun quote here, while some champions recognized our authority early on, many still believed that the League of Legends would not stand the test of time and that strife would soon return, which is great because, man, it turns out they were right. <laughs> <laughs> They're having a power, power trip there. Right. <laughs> uh, now, issue 23, the incident. Yeah. Uh, Kale <laughs> is affected by a withering curse which was causing her to just really suck on the fields of justice. Oh, no. No summoners wanted to choose her anymore. She just kept losing. Her performance was terrible on the fields of justice. And then league officials finally found that the cause of this was a magical curse, and they were able, they were able to reverse it, returning Kale to her normal strength. Uh, Morgana was suspected as the culprit, but no evidence was found. Um, I did look back uh, to see, because she... When Kale was released, she was out for a little bit, and then she got a mini rework mm-hmm. around, uh, mm. so it was September 2009, she got her rework, which oh, wow. could coincide uh, with when this article came out. I would really love that, though, if that was, the, like, they did a little mini rework, and they're like, all right, she sucked before, guys, but, like, <laughs> now she's strong. It was the curse. The curse um. did it, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I was reading that, and I, I I had no idea about the rework thing, but I was like, I wonder, did she get like a big buff this patch or something? <laughs> what happened? Did they thought, okay, we have to explain this. We need an actual JOJ article. <laughs> That's funny. I guess a lot of these were back when they had like twenty champs. So like, <laughs> sure, yeah. I, I guess a, a rework would explain things more. Yeah. Yeah. And now That's the funny. last one was another. Mailbag of Justice. Ooh. A summoner asked, uh, again, this is just such a... So we talked about how Kalamanda was going down in, in the, the Journal of Justice, which was basically like the Crystal Scar map. Everyone was fighting over it. There was a big fight. The League had to get involved. So this summoner asks, where was Kale when all this shit was going down in Kalamanda? <laughs> <laughs> The more things the more change, things the more things change. change. <laughs> That's awesome. God bless that fucking summoner, man. <laughs> uh, she replies, which, uh, again, knowing now her ability to see into people's hearts, this is fun and ironic. The League of Legends has acted upon its primary reason for existence, to protect the citizens of Valoran. Noxus and Demacia acted in selfish and reckless disregard for the armistice established 21 years ago. The actions taken against to cease their destructive engagement are just. I have seen firsthand what unchecked war can do to people, and I can say no measure, however dramatic, is too severe to prevent it. All that remains to be seen is whether or not the truly guilty parties involved will meet justice as well. (laughs) 
which in case you weren't here for our some of our earlier episodes, it turns out that the truly guilty parties were the League of Legends that she was protecting in this instance. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I love the way they write that too, because I feel like just looking at that, you can know like, these fucking, this League of Justice shit, these guys have fucked up. It's These guys are the guilty parties. It's just so like winking at the audience, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Now, there was one that you, you didn't mention where she, uh, oh. I think we talked about it with Kat, was it? Where some Demacian ships got, got buccaneered, and there was like, ooh, there's Noxian, you know, necromancy and shit like that happening. Well, Kale was leading the investigations, and she had some statement about how, like, oh, piracy won't be allowed or accepted, which I thought was hilarious because we just talked about how Kat's skin was that she was out being a fucking pirate. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, oh yeah, I, admit, I missed Kale. that one completely. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny. Oh, so she's got some... Uh, I wrote down some quotes for her. Um, she is another champion like Ash, where you start the game and she will give you her life fucking story <laughs> the first time you move with her. Um, mm. And much like Braum, where we talked about a lot of the character of Kayla's in her quotes. Um, so I-, I liked this exchange between Morgana and Kale, where Morgana says, Feel something! Anything! <laughs> and Morgana says... Or Kale says, why do you think I wear this armor, sister? It's deep. Wow. <laughs> Just reminded me of Donnie Darko. She's like, why do you wear that bunny suit? He's like, why do you wear that man suit? <laughs> you remember that? That's like, God, yeah, that's like such like a great, like, when you're 15, that line yeah, just like Yeah, that line, floors. you were like, oh, damn. Oh, fuck. So fucking deep, man. Why do I wear this man suit? Shit. Fuck me. Right. By the way, if that you wanted if you want an insight on what fifteen year old Rebecca was like, watch Donnie Darko. Because <laughs> that's where I got my whole fucking personality. Like... Were you Donnie or were you his lady? Darko. No, it's just like where I got like. You no, know. okay. I thought it was so cool. I mean, uh, I, I was gonna say I do like that they have they have a lot of back and forth quotes. I feel like, and yeah. I, I like that, and I wish some of that more was in some of the stories, like some yeah. actual interactions between the two. Her dying quote too. If I could see my sister it's like really hinting at a relationship that doesn't seem to be there as much i mean they're fucking twins that's like a really really deep connection and Mm. god the fact that it's not explored at all that they end up as enemies like that's devastating i mean to any sibling to become enemies that's really upsetting but they're fucking twins they literally became life together you know (laughs) like that's a big deal yeah yeah I, I absolutely you know it's um it's 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 interesting to me that the relationship is one that has kind of been in league lore for so long but it it kind of feels a little maybe atrophied compared to some of the other ones we've looked at you know like yeah. i understand the draven like draven darius far more than i understand kale morgana you know what i mean yeah and i mean we complain about garen a lot but i mean you get what's going on with him and lux and like it is sad the things that have happened you know with them yeah i don't know that's like the best part of him, for sure. Yeah, which, for sure. which is almost like a shame for Garen, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's his fault for being so white bread. Anyway, um, so she has another quote when she kills Velkaz, and she says, "An eye for an eye." <laughs> John, yeah. uh, that was a good taking one. notes on, by the way. You'll see. Uh, oh, this is the game. Okay. So she also has a quote: "Stop there, criminal scum." <laughs> Which is an Oblivion yeah. reference. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, and she has another quote that says, Sorry, sister, you fought the law, and I won. Oh, my God. <laughs> Talk about dated fucking references, man. Yeah. Shit. All right, y'all. I now have eight quotes here. I'm going to read them out, and I want you to tell me if it is a kale quote or a gin quote. <laughs> uh, okay. Emotions are a weakness. I'm going to go with kale. kale on that one. Okay, okay. Are you going to tell us if we're right? Yeah, I was going to say, or are we going to wait? Why after? I could see oh, okay. you doing the tallies. Just say if we're right or well, not. Back to the first if this one. is important. Okay. <clears throat> okay. They shall tremble at my perfection. That sounds like that a seems gin. like a that seems like a trick. Ooh, because well, it with seems gin. too obviously gin. I'll say kale then. I'll go with my gut. Okay, because he's all about perfection, you know. I'm trying not to look, honey. I'll use the pop filters to block my view of your notes. <laughs> I am pure. My work is pure. Ah. Oh, I'm no, this say one I, I remember. Yeah, Jen. I remember we oh, talked about this Jen? one. Okay, I don't remember that one. <laughs> this world was not made to last. Oh, shit. That sounds very kale. Are we just talking about bass? These aren't like any sort of aether wing type things happening here? Or is it just whatever? I'm pretty sure they're all bass. Okay. Fuck. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jen on that one. Oh, this is hard. Am I poisoning the well? I'll say Should we hold kale. up one or two? No, I'll say kale. <laughs> we've had a couple we've disagreed on now. we got to have that. Okay. The truth comes only at the moment of dying. Jin. I mean, Jin, yeah. He's all about that moment, I feel like. <laughs> I do what others will not. I'll say kale. It, does, it feels yeah, I- obviously kale, but I don't know. I know you're fucking, you're getting in my head with these questions, man. Sorry. Um no, no, I'm gonna go I'll go with kale too. That sounds like a kale thing to me. Is the joke that they're all gin quotes? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot rest. I will not. That's a, I'm going <sighs> kale. That feels strong kale to me. Hang on. I'm trying to hear it in both their voices, <laughs> even though I don't know what Kale's voice sounds like, so it sounds like your impressions of Kale. <laughs> Can you say it again, honey? I cannot rest. I will not. I'll say gin. Mm. And there is nothing for me but this. Mm, man. This is again. I'll say gin again. This, this one seems. Um, mm. Shit, you got me fucked up on this one. Say it one more time. Yeah, let me hear it. <sighs> there is nothing for me but this. I'll go with gin too, actually. Fuck. I'm I'm tense. <laughs> I want to know who fucking won this. So Rebecca won by Shit. one point. Ooh. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, the the total scores were uh 6 to 5. Uh you guys did pretty good on that one. But I think uh one thing this highlights is man how similar these fucking <laughs> quotes are between For these two, two champions completely that are different. supposed to be kind of polar opposite. Yeah. Mm, I mean, that could yeah. be saying something as in, like, Kale's not as good as she thinks she is, but I don't think that's what they're trying to say here. Yeah, I think you could, if you wanted to get around to the idea, I kind of like that almost as an, ex- as an excuse. Um, of like, oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. If you were playing along at home. I'll, oh, okay, okay, okay. Emotions are a weakness. 
is kale. They shall tremble at my perfection is kale. Yes. I am pure. My work is pure is gin. This world was not made to last is kale. The truth comes only at the moment of dying is gin. I do what others will not is gin. I cannot rest. I will not is kale. And there is nothing for me but this is gin. I'm going to be honest. I forgot which ones I picked for each one. Except for the one about perfection. (laughs) That one I knew I picked kale. Yeah. I think I was, as I was reading through them, I got to They Shall Tremble at My Perfection, and I read it in Jin's voice. I was like, oh my god. And then I started reading all her quotes in Jin's voice. I was like, man, she sounds a lot like fucking Jin. Jesus. (laughs) Mm. She had one, two, where I swear to God, she used the word fly. If she had said sore instead of fly, it would have been a Jin quote. (laughs) Really? Interesting. Oh, I'm trying to remember, like, if if I falter, or like, or if I'm not true, I will fall, so I must fly. I was like, oh, if... <laughs> John, really nitpicking these words. <laughs> I'm just saying... Jin would never say fly. It's beneath him. Well, no, I was just I was just thinking fly is very obviously someone with wings, whereas oh. sore is much more often used in artistic terms. That makes sense. You're smarter yeah. than me. I was going to say, if you wanted to get around to the idea of like, oh, it's it's like, oh, they're they're... They're similar in that they're both so extreme and things. That's that's one thing. Um, I think uh, I think it just it, some of it kind of varies. I think on the, on the quotes you can kind of pull out too because there are some ones that are like, oh, that's a hundred percent kale. But um, yeah, she could use a bit more of a stronger sort of like uh, stronger voice a little bit um, as a character. Like the VO is fine, right? Yeah. But uh, fun game. Thanks for uh, proctoring it. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Now, do y'all want to learn about some AU kale? Yeah, let me get the skins yeah. up. Because I don't play her. I don't know what any of her fucking skins She's are. She's got a lot of them. Mm. She lends herself to that. You know, some, some yeah. champions do. Yeah. Now, we'll start with Albion. The great elven empires were shattered into remnants long ago, yet the elves remain. And this one is Viridian kale. Forest elves are long-lived compared to the humans they live among, and many delve into centuries-long explorations for even a scrap of their empire's lost magic. Those who find it, such as Kale, are gifted with incredible powers over the natural world. And we've got Wode Tribe. Oh, so she does... Sorry, I was was expecting there to be like the... (laughs) You don't get to know what her powers are. Okay. okay. (laughs) Okay. She has them. Okay. Is this like the Sherwood... um, skin so they show up in this one or is this its own separate thing what skin was this again viridian kale yeah her first I wonder if this skin is just all, like, like the green kale <laughs> green yeah green mm-hmm. kale i was wondering if like because there's other green champions i wonder if they showed up in this or if, if hmm. yeah Maybe, like ezreal i forget the other one it would make sense that sure what ezreal was but i forget if he's in a separate one i don't remember uh, maybe they lo- looped in elderwood or something i don't know mm-hmm. who knows anyway sorry now we've got Wode Tribe, which is set in an alternate Freljord. It features champions as members of the Wode Tribe. What is the Wode Tribe? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I know uh, what that is. That is a a <laughs> it's a tribe from like uh like Britain, Britannica, right? Like I uh, think think like Roman Empire times, like uh you know, that type of shit. They would paint themselves. Are they supposed Things to be in like the Freljord here? Is it still cold? This is Freljord, Mark. Because not- no, okay, I mean, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Morgana's in this flash too, when we she's, in KDA. she's wearing like a bathing suit. So like, like, are you cold, girl? Are you okay? She's frostborn <laughs> or whatever, iceborn. The, the paint keeps them warm. 
The paint. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, the thing is, she needs to drink water through her skin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you feel bad now? Yeah. (laughs) Now this one is Battleborn Kale. Kale is a benevolent goddess in times of peace and a terrifying battle spirit in times of war. She wears the traditional war paint of her people as a living record of their victories and power. Okay, this is a weird one to kind of loop into this AU because it doesn't read. I was trying to remember, like, I don't think she has a woad skin. It's weird to me that this is in that universe, you know? It is weird, because the other woad ones are very... I feel like match the, to, to your point, the actual woad. Like, they actually match that style <laughs> much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think mm. they had, like, face paint on in this one, and they were like, well, eh, that's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> sure, right, fuck it. And we've got Steel Valkyries. A galaxy scarred by war now attempts to rebuild, but the old wounds remain. Criminals, bounty hunters, mercenaries, and assassins have filled the power vacuum, piloting dangerous combat exosuits with godlike abilities. And this one is Etherwing Kale. Authorized pilot of the X07 Gavora combat exosuit, Kale is a justicar of the Royal Space Military, operating deep in the hearts of lawless space. Though her mission is to uphold the fragile post-war peace, years of violent conflict have radicalized her. Now she acts as heartless judge, jury, and executioner for anyone or anything that falls beneath her gaze. The login music for this one is fucking great, by the way. Yeah. Can I just say? Yeah, you can say. We can make it the the opening. Yeah, go for it. I liked it. I thought it was good. There was some... um, so a fun fact about this one too is that I think originally as it was written she was supposed to be the idea was that she was slowly kind of being taken over by this machine like her mind and the VO on this one originally had kind of um, uh, God what's the word I'm looking for like, like a, a filter. distortion filter kind of mm-hmm. to to make it seem like she was kind of part machine or hmm. more machine um but it didn't sound good <laughs> so <laughs> i got rid of it just completely muffled just like it's like yeah. just static in your fucking ear you got a mouthful of marshmallows <laughs> like you're playing fuzzy bunny chubby bunny kale chubby bunny that's it fuzzy bunny <laughs> Now, next one is Omen of the Dark, where each of the champions serves the Blade Queen. This one is Iron Inquisitor Kale. To be crowned Inquisitor was to take a stand against the darkness, and at the head of the order stood Kale, for her her light shone the brightest. But darkness comes in many forms, and when the city fell, even its greatest champion would eventually turn upon her sisters. I've never seen this full splash, and it's pretty fucking cool. Like, I didn't yeah. realize all three of them were on it. Because I've seen the singe skin. Yeah. Really? Yeah, the full yeah. splash is dope. It's very weird and creepy. Yeah, it is neat. It, it feels kind of a little like outside the normal sort of um, Definitely. Like wheelhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now she's part of PsyOps. The crown jewel of military black ops, the PsyOps unit are an elite team of psychic soldiers deployed against rogue militaries and supernatural threats. Officially... They don't exist. But when conventional warfare won't cut it and the stakes are no less than the fate of the world, 
PsyOps answers the call. This one is PsyOps Kale, a self-described savior and powerful psionic swordswoman. Kale views herself as an impartial judge in world affairs, appearing on wings powered by psychic energy as an angel of war. Her understanding of the world is black and white to a frightening extreme, and she has joined the paramilitary BRG to see her twisted vision realized. And for the record, God, I forget what the third word in that stands for, but that is like a black rose. I'm going to throw guard in there because it sounds good, but that's mm. the black rose guard of the psyops unit. Mm. Oh, interesting. That's a fun thing to pull into that AU. She's also just got a pistol strapped to her leg in this splash, which I'm thinking. <laughs> got to get yourself strapped sometimes, man. But she's using for when the swords. sword can't do it, <laughs> right? Yeah, her I feel like I don't ever pistol. see this skin. Can I just say, no. like, I don't think I've ever seen this skin in game. Um, and this one has a cinematic, kind of, uh, <laughs> Operation Songbird, which is. Uh, where a PSYOPs unit goes in to rescue PSYOPs Sona, who's mm. been captured. And while Kale herself is not in the cinematic, she is referenced. Oh! We see her name, mm. and we also see her alias, The Righteous, and her number designation, 37. Uh, <laughs> and a fun fact about this skin, her backing animation in this skin implies the existence of Morgana in this universe, because as she starts her recall, black chains shoot out, and she has to break free of them before she can finish her recall. Oh. Uh, interesting. Now I've got Dragon Slayer. Twice did Dragon Fire consume the world. Twice from the Embers were born heroes. And in this AU, Dragon Knight Mordekaiser summons a bunch of dragons, and Dragon Slayer Pantheon protects the people and kills a dragon, which lets the people build armor from its scales. Then after hundreds of years, Dragon Sorceress Zyra summons a second wave of dragons, and a new wave of Dragon Slayers take up the call. And this one is Dragon Slayer Kale, a famous dragon slayer who vanished into the distant mountains, obsessed with destroying the dragon lineage utterly. Many years later, she has returned, so changed by the carnage that she has begun to resemble a dragon herself. Mm. Ooh, the abyss gazes back. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's also part of Pentakill. Everyone, take a seat, relax. We gonna be here a minute. There's a little bit of Pentakill lore here for you. Uh, so Pentakill is a virtual band in real life comprised of League of Legends champions, which are performed by numerous musicians. Each member of the band has a skin corresponding to their Pentakill alter ego, which is styled after modern heavy day metal music. Modern day heavy metal music. Uh, <laughs> no, you, you know, you, you get it. <laughs> In a realm consecrated to dark and uncaring gods, where mortals clash in ceaseless, bloody sagas of metal, one band rose above all others, Pentakill, chosen of the noisome host. Now revered in temples and arenas across the land, their supremacy has become absolute, though a time of change is approaching, and the cycle may soon begin anew. So a little backstory about Kale here. Uh, so after the events that led to the band breaking up initially, which you can listen to our Karthus episode for more info about, <laughs> uh, Karthus descends into madness and obscurity, and Kale hears his depthless well of misery in his despairing lyrics, and the two bond immediately, and after a night of gothic poetry and operatic singing, they pledge the vocalist's oath to reform the band stronger than ever. So first they dig up Yorick, who had buried himself in a mausoleum in Shirima, then they go find Sona, who had played the Notes of Creation to build an island around herself with perfect acoustics. Then they saved Olaf from death at the last second at the hands of Drago, one of Victor's creations. 
and for the record, he was pissed about that. Uh, then they finally pull the axe from the stone in the Freljord to revive Mordekaiser and bring him back to the band. His big dump truck. And, <laughs> and her bio. Does molten lava poured by the brazen gods of metal flow through your veins? Only then are you worthy of my time. A golden warrior goddess from a strife-torn world, Kale arrived in Runeterra on the back of a glittering serpentine dragon. She searches for allies to fight an epic war against the diabolical hordes of her faithless sister. Planet Earth had failed to produce warriors of metal, so she traveled to Runeterra in search of warriors of metal. And there are two separate spellings there. It's pretty fun when you read it, but when you say it out loud, it just kind of sounds like I'm saying the same word twice. Sweet. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Took me an actual uh, fucking second. Yeah. That's when I I went from Kaisa to, to Kaisa. Kaisa. <laughs> <laughs> now, communicating via grand symphonic metal operas, the depthless sorrow of her arias pierces the heart of all who hear them. Literally. She kills people. Uh, now, the cinematic she's part of. Our mortal reminder, where she basically spends the whole cinematic flying <laughs> through the sky. We occasionally see glimpses of her. She shows up at the very end to kick Timo off a mountain, and then <laughs> lands dramatically with the rest of the band. Oh my goodness. Does she even sing in that one? She doesn't, right? She doesn't. She, I, she does not sing I remember being really one. disappointed. Just <laughs> they just wanted to do like, that like fan song, service but... Timo kick. <laughs> Fuck we were like, yeah. oh shit, we're getting a female vocalist, and oh shit, there she is. But then the song ends, and, and she, then she comes out. <laughs> also we did Kale's it, y'all. We're inclusive. <laughs> but then she was also in Pentacle 3, The Lost Chapter, which is that interactive album experience we talked about at the Carthus episode, which was intense mm. as hell. We have... All right. So we have, <laughs> we have four more AUs. Two of them are interesting in that there's no AU lore for it, but there is specific skin lore for it. And two of them are interesting because Kale is part of it, but doesn't have a skin in it. Okay. So we'll okay. start with Transcended Kale. Having cast aside her humanity, Kale has transcended and fully assumed her mother's mantle as the divine aspect of justice. She's aware of her mortal origins, but views it as something distant that she left behind very long ago. Real quick, is that the one that used to be helmetless Kale? Is that yes, what that? Yes, I think so. Uh... Can I just say, I love that Rye used to sell that as a fucking skin. Yeah. The, like, <laughs> goddamn. Yeah, there's no helmet. <laughs> the, hoots, yeah. the hoots paw on those motherfuckers, man. I'm a little concerned about her outfit in this one. Oh, see, she just see. has a little sash covering her vagina, and she flies. I feel like I think it'd be fluttering in the wind. On underneath that. Those are not pants. That's flesh, isn't it? I don't think so. It kind of looks like she's got like almost even like a, a full suit type thing. I'd have to, I'm have to look. I can only. Those are not yeah, pants. That's, those are her legs. I think that's pants. I think it's supposed to be like a bodysuit. Flesh-toned pants, or or yes. if it's not pants, my guess is she's wearing kind of like one of those. Uh, God, what's it called? Like they're not pants, y'all. Like it's the same the, uh, color as their hands. Like a wrestler type leotard. I think it's pants. I don't, I'm, think, she's, I don't p- think the sash is the only thing covering her vagine. I could see maybe she's got the the t- her top armor also wraps around and is like a leotard, but yeah, she yeah. is not in pants. We'll go I with think that. So. I vote pants. Armored leotard. Everyone, all right, you. I'll put a poll on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> you tell me if she's yeah, wearing pants. pants. 
pants, pants <laughs> leotard, or no, no leotard. I'll get on board with. You can't see that. Winnie the Poohing it no, over John. here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a she red something. I, uh, just, there's no way she's wearing pink, skin tight pants. It's just not. They say juicy on the ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll buy. That'll buy. Yeah. Someone Judgy. draw that for me. <laughs> Judgy, judgy would be great. <laughs> yes. Oh man, that would be fucking good. Can we that get be good like, by itself, frankly, like Valley Girl Kale? <laughs> because I would yes. love that skin so much. Oh man, oh. this skin is pretty cool though. I, I really like this because it feels like this could be what Kale kind of like. This is like the climax of her being like her, like a bad arc for her. And I would love to see them actually kind of like have this be an in in lore skin that she like you have to like she gets to this point. You gotta like pull her back. Like Morgana has to pull her back to be, you know, not a, an aspect. That could be great. I don't know. Right. And it's kind of another thing they covered in the AMA is that the this kale, which I think is also supposed to be the well, this is kind of like the the final um basically level sixteen kale. This is like level sixteen mm. kale kind of. That's mm-hmm. that's modern day kale. The the kale that exists right now and probably for the past hundred years is level sixteen kale. <laughs> it's the better forfeit yeah. kale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now she, we've got uh, judgment kale. Those poor souls accused of crimes are brought before the all-seeing entity kale, where their deeds are judged with cold dispassion. Few are absolved, and fewer still escape their sentence. This kale. looks pretty badass. That's just kale. It looks good. Don't get me wrong. It looks fucking yeah. dope. I like the blind justice imagery a lot with it. It is very yeah. cool. It's just an AU where kale plays kale. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it seems like a lot of her AUs are, I'm kale, you know? Now I'm mm-hmm. elf kale. <laughs> I like justice. <laughs> Where's the kale that likes injustice, you know? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Coven Elderwood. Uh... So, long ago, an order of monastic knights slew the vile gods of the old world using esoteric powers granted by the moon and sun. Now the world has grown dark and violent as those selfsame deities prepare their return, challenged only by the light of the eclipse. And while Kale does not have a skin in this AU, uh, Coven Morgana says that her sister murdered the primordial sun and is the one who delivered its power to the army of witch knights. So it's kind of a big deal for this AU. I like that. I was gonna say I like that they each have a skin thing where like one of them has a skin and it hints at the other being there, even though they don't actually have a skin. (laughs) It's fun. It's nice. And quick shout out to uh, Silfrina Colin from our Discord on that one because I would not have caught this one. This one was going right past me. Nice. Uh, And then, lastly, culinary masters. Set in a cooking show environment, all the champions are chefs of various skill levels. And again, Kale does not have a skin in this AU, but as part of the AMA that was on Reddit, um, Rayla confirmed that Morgana is forever living in the shadow of her sister Kale, the famous award-winning baker. (laughs) (laughs) I love that Morgana skin, dude. That's one of my favorite skins I've ever made. I miss the old splash for it, though. I want a picture of it to frame it, because it's the funniest shit. It's very good. Yeah. She's so mad. She was so mad at these burnt cookies. I'm like, I've been there, girl. I get it. <laughs> so good. And finally, we have some fun facts. Lay them on me. So, Kale's original title 
was actually the Judicator, not oh. the Righteous. Hmm. Um, so a little nod to that is, you know, her forming the Judicator. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and she was originally lo- voiced by Lisa Lindsay. I could see why you almost said Lois. <laughs> I know, there were so many, so many else. <laughs> voiced by Lisa Lindsay. <laughs> uh, now she's voiced by Zara Fazal. She's Loist by Zara. <laughs> She's, she's zoist by she's Sarah zoist. Tazal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Riot actually moved away from Kale and Morgana being angels due to them having certain cult due to angels having kind of certain cultural connotations that would have made it harder for them to expand upon for a global audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um during her visual update, she was given much lighter armor, specifically so that she would look less tanky. Oh. Because her original splash art, she had very heavy armor. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm. uh, you can kind of refer to the singed conundrum on this one that they ran into for a while. They're like, <laughs> oh, how do we make this tank, who's also this spindly little fucking guy that just looking at you would not expect him to be a tank? <laughs> I like that, the singed conundrum. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good name for that. Let's see. We've covered a few of these already, so I'll skip over the ones that uh, that we got to. So Kale, right now, is as close to an aspect as you can possibly get after she ascended Mount Targon um, without being an aspect. Because she has full control of her mind, she has half celestial, and she has like a ton of powers. She's not quite as powerful as an aspect, but... You know, some might say she's more powerful. Yeah, I would take that. And no mind control. <laughs> yeah, that's weird because I feel like what we saw with Diana was that she also kind of has like herself, and it's more yeah. of like a, just a nudge, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder mm-hmm. if it's different. Like certain aspects are more willing to completely take over someone, and then others are like all influence and not control. Yeah, it's hard because aspects are, you know, I know we only have a few, but they're so um, mysterious, you know, so it's really hard yeah. to kind of speak to their intentions or like what's, you know, how they kind of even just work to a degree, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, let's see. So Kale is believed to have succeeded in her quest to go to the glittering land of gold and silver beyond the veil in Targon Prime, which is... We haven't talked about it a ton, but it is the realm beyond Terra, where all the celestials and aspects reside. Oh, I mean, what, I don't know what you mean. We mm. didn't talk about it. I gave you a perfect explanation about what what Targon <laughs> Prime is. <laughs> it's a fucking VIP room. It's a champagne room. <laughs> it is. It's the green room. <laughs> they wait. Kale's ultimate divine judgment represents her calling upon the previous aspects of justice to use their swords to rain truth and justice upon the world to protect the innocent. And Garen's alt is related to this celestial magic. Oh, wow. What a fucking hypocrite. Garen. (laughs) Give up your shitty (laughs) ult. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I I don't think I remember Garen ever using his ult ever in, like, current lore currently right it's just a gameplay yeah. thing at this point right it was in that one cinematic <laughs> wait which one was that where he's fighting mean, katarina you... oh okay but that's like that where he was going to execute an unconscious katarina that's, <laughs> that's old lore but yeah 
I guess I, yeah. It's totally canon. He gets stabbed by Demon Blade Trindamir. You know. <laughs> uh, so it is said that Kale suppresses the feelings of her mistakes because she fears that she was wrong the whole time and is becoming a monster. I wish I didn't read ahead to the next fun fact. <laughs> Kale's favorite food is kale. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember reading that one. That is not a joke. <laughs> Kaisa's favorite food is Kaisa. <laughs> No, it's peaches, honey. We already know her favorite food. But without the... Uh, Kale is right-hand dominant now, but pre-rework, she was left-handed. Uh, <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> and Morgana is now left-handed. Oh, because the left-handed kids are evil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, her, <laughs> her dance is Elaine's dance from that one episode of Seinfeld where Elaine is demonstrating <laughs> how bad she's at dancing. I honestly, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my God. <laughs> Never really seen Seinfeld. Oh God, it's fucking hilarious. God damn it. I gotta look at that fucking dance now. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. What a hell of a fucking inspiration. It Sorry. That's right? Like, that's, that's great. A millennial made that one. Probably. <laughs> Uh, her ether wing dance is a reference to Night of Fire by Dream. I don't know what nope. that is either. Didn't, didn't land for me. Song I had never heard of oh, and okay. dance I had never seen. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so one of the rarest skins in the game is Silver Kale, and it was only obtainable through digital or retail collector's edition packs. Interesting. Yeah, when I was looking Ooh. at her skins, I was like, I have never seen this ever, oh, which is wild. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John. With the addition of <laughs> Kale to Pentakill, they're now technically a Hexakill. Oh, oh, you. <laughs> and finally, and this is going to be something that is likely going to require us posting this image mm. for you to cross-reference, but the Chinese version of her, of her second splash art had to be edited because of how closely it resembled the magic card Iona, Shield of Emeria. To the point where there are background rocks in her splash that are literally identical to the card. So this so it image was is copied, not one hundred percent. That's fucked yeah. up. This uh, this is the two overlapped on top of each other. So you mm. can see the wings of the magic card back here, but these are the rocks. They they were literally copy pasted. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god! I forgot about that shit. Oh my god! Mm. I mean that was. That was pretty outside the the realm of what you would expect to see from like Raya too. I think that they yeah. were like, "Oh shit!" I don't think they, you know, this obviously it slipped the radar. But that's a, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn son. So that's it for fun facts. And that's it for Kale. I think. Any final thoughts? Um, there's a lot that we, could be done. Mm, I just want to yeah. see it be done. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to say the P word. But, <laughs> nah, but the bingo card, John. <laughs> yeah, I think we've, we've talked to, you know, we've talked it about it at to length or at length, rather. All righty. Well, that was Kale. Thank you for listening. We have a Twitter. It's at Loreheads, and we post these on YouTube. And we have a Discord. It's linked in the description of this episode. We also have a Patreon now. What is the link to our Patreon? It is just patreon.com slash League of Loreheads. Oh, okay. That sounds yeah, right. We tried to make it easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to all our patrons, and John will give our, our special shout out. And a special shout out to 
uh, King of Hearts and Jeremy Rich and Malekt, who are our Madarda tier donors on Patreon. Thank you so much for your support. It means the world to us. We really appreciate it. Y'all are awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, y'all. That's a uh, that's fucking wild to me, but um, really appreciate it. You know, the support is is um, it's great to have. Yeah, and we have some more video content I think in the works for upload to Patreon as well soon. So mm-hmm. look out for that. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Be sure to tune in next week. We're gonna have our first special guest episode. Uh, one of the fellas from Trinity Force Podcast is going to be joining us to talk about the Shadow Reaper, Kane. 